Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dillmore. Round and round we go. It seems roundabouts are springing up everywhere. Are they safer? What's the best way to navigate them? What are your thoughts? It seems folks either love them or hate them. So naturally, we're going to share the statistics and all that stuff about roundabouts today. But I want to hear what you think about roundabouts. 866-348-348. 7884. Just put in a call and let us know your view. 866-348-7884. And naturally, uh, <laughs> there are a lot of folks out there that really dislike all this stuff that's going on with these roundabouts. And there's other folks that seriously love them. Yeah, and there's a lot of information there that I think is helpful. And I am really surprised by some of the statistics. And we're going to get into all that shortly. But again, It's your view that I'm really interested in, 866-348-7884. And then we have some tips on how to beat the heat this summer. (laughs) Things are heating up if you're in our neck of the woods. And when you get in that car and it's just going to melt you, what are some simple, easy things that you can do to get your car cooled down as quickly as possible and to keep it cool without ending up with a stinker? Because there are some things that if you do to your car constantly to try to cool it off, you end up with a lot of bacteria in your system, and that ends up with this, this sort of a gym sock smell when you turn on your air conditioner. We're going to help you out with that, too, today. So we got a little bit of that. And then tomorrow, this is really cool, is our first ever Jesus Labor of Love Car Care Clinic. Again, Jesus Labor Love is the ministry that we have here with the Christian Car Guys show for single moms, widows, and families in crisis. And We have found that many, many, many times the reason that we're repairing cars is they weren't maintained as we'd hoped. And so we're putting on this car care clinic tomorrow at Emanuel Baptist Church in the Winston-Salem area if you happen to be in North Carolina. And we got folks lined up that are going to help with that. We're going to be talking about that. Then coming up at the end of the show in our appraisal by the Real Black Book, that's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure, cry out for discernment, lift up our voice for understanding, round and round, of course, the Lord had me going round and round this week. Have you ever been to a Jewish wedding? Yes, they stomped the glass, but there's another Jewish wedding tradition I came across this summer, and right before I left on vacation, and that tradition made sense when I read Jeremiah 31, 22, and it talks of the bride encircling a man. Yeah, in a Jewish wedding ceremony, the bride encircles her groom seven times, and we're going to share why what that means for Christians everywhere, and that's coming up at the end of the show in our appraisal by the Real Black Book. The Christian Car Guys show is bringing the kingdom of God through an automotive platform, and on this show we talk about things like grace car driving, <laughs> not speeding. After all, if you're following Jesus, I assure you, he would be going the speed limit. It's estimated Americans waste 200 million gallons of gas a week on speeding. And we believe in staying out of the bondage of car debt and taking care of your car As you see, the old tractor setting out and the elements still running after all these years. Why do you think? Well, if you'll take care of your car 
It'll last as long as you do. And Old Red is going strong at 380,000 miles. I, I live what I talk about. If you were to see my truck out there right now, you'd see it. I've been driving it a long time, and I plan on it even since it has a six-foot bed, and I'm six foot five. those people who know me. You see, if you let down the tailgate, they'll be able to plant me right there. <laughs> so, again, all this stuff that we're talking about today, the beat the heat tips, what to do with roundabouts, all the statistics on that, even a long article on the Jewish wedding tradition and what Jeremiah 31, 22, all that stuff as at ChristianCarGuy.com. And if you know somebody who's struggling with, that needs car repair, whatever, of course, to Jesus, labor, love is all there, ChristianCarGuy.com. And this, of course, is a live show today. And my favorite part of the show, anyone would tell you, is when you call in and share. You may have an idea about roundabouts. You may have that all-time secret to how to cool down a car you know, on a hot summer day that nobody knows about. Oh, what I love to hear it. Everyone would love to cool off today. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. Again, uh, ChristianCarGuy.com if you're looking for all this stuff. Well, we'll just get right into these roundabout statistics here. I am really kind of surprised. Uh at how many I've seen pop up in my area just lately. If you're in the Winston-Salem area like I am, you'll note that Louisville has got them popping up all over the place. They even backed up the 4th of July fireworks thing by putting in new ones. And I was wondering, what's, what's the lo logic behind this? What's going on? Well, here's some mind-boggling statistics. That these traffic circles, they have a phenomenally less uh, point of conflict that when you look at the possible conflict in a normal intersection believe it or not there's 32 vehicular conflicts and there's 24 pedestrian conflicts but if you look in a traffic circle there's only eight of each eight for vehicles and eight for pedestrians and so the point at which somebody can get hurt you know this statistically way less but then the difference in speed of going through a traffic circle versus going through an intersection is really the game changer and here's what that plays out in statistically. So with roundabouts, you end up with 37% reduction in overall collisions. Okay, well, that's significant. One third less reduction in collisions. But the better part, because people are going slower when they're going through a roundabout than through a regular intersection, 75% reduction in injury in those collisions. So, I mean, that's huge. And here's an even more huger one. <laughs> 90% reduction in fatality collisions. In other words, when people have slowed down to come through this intersection on a roundabout, they can't be going, you know, 45 miles an hour and somebody running a red light and T-boning you, you know, that kind of thing that leads to so many fatalities really can't happen if you got a roundabout. And so this is part of the reason that we're seeing these things crop up all over the place. 90% reduction in fatality collisions. And so it may be frustrating to you, but it's, it's something to think about. And there's a 40% reduction in pedestrian collisions, which is interesting when I look at a roundabout, which, by the way, I have all this stuff at ChristianCarGuy.com. And when you look at it, you go, why would that be? But then when you see the conflict areas in a normal um, intersection versus a roundabout, you know, this is kind of the thing. So. You may be sitting there right this minute going, Robbie, you're aggravating me. I hate those roundabouts. And let me tell you why. 
please do <laughs> call me or maybe you love them and maybe you've seen the benefits. 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. Now, similarly, <laughs> you know, the, the Internet's such a wonderful thing that there, there's articles, five reasons that Americans should hate roundabouts. And then they go on the other side of, you know, it's not safe. And actually, you know, my daughter is now 16, just turned 16, but she's had a permit for about seven or eight months. And every time we come to one of these new roundabouts, she just kind of freaks out because this is this is a, a difficult thing for her to try to navigate that roundabout. But the thing that I, you know, personally, since I am in favor of roundabouts, <laughs> can't help but notice she slows down substantially in order to go through those roundabouts so my thing is if there is a collision at least it's happening at 15 or 20 miles an hour you know not at 45 when somebody goes through an intersection but it is harder for them to navigate and people have to engage their mind you know it's pretty hard to be texting <laughs> while you're going through a roundabout because you you can't just kind of wait on the light you, you know what happens and, and you watch it these days. I'm serious. You, you sit at a traffic light somewhere and just watch how many people pull up their phones and they're checking their email or whatever it is that they all are doing. And I'm, hopefully you all are in states where all that doesn't happen. But again, I am looking for your input today on this whole issue of roundabouts. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. Now, if you want a good laugh... And I always could use a good laugh if you know me. You know, one of the most famous roundabout scenes ever in the movies was the Griswolds. And you might remember <laughs> Clark Griswold had a particular way of going through a roundabout that is somewhat remarkable. And again, if you click on that link at ChristianCarGuy.com, you can see uh, the YouTube video of <laughs> Clark making his way around the because he never got out. Uh, again, he couldn't be texting and driving because he kept going by Big Ben trying to figure out how he was going to get out of the roundabout. And of course, it, you know, therein lies something that I have yet to navigate in America. Maybe the cities where there are a lot of them. I haven't seen it. But there they show, you know, a two or three or four lane roundabout where everybody's trying to go around in all these different lanes. Wow, that's that's a new thing. Well, I know you've got thoughts on that. You've got thoughts on how to beat the heat. We're going to catch that in the next segment. You call us. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. You call in. What's your thoughts? So much more Christian Car Guy coming up. I got a dance, ain't got no steps, no. I'm gonna let the music move me around. I've got a dance, I ain't got no steps, let the music move me around When it go around in circles That's what the roundabouts are doing all over this country as we see this happening in America. Believe it or not, there's 30,000 roundabout, roundabouts in France uh, and the United States isn't even in the same world of what that is, but we're fast in hot pursuit. It seems these roundabouts are popping all over and I would love to hear your Take on that, 866-348-7884, or any question, comment, anything that you're thinking, or what we're fixing to move into now is these beat-the-heat tips, 
Maybe you've got one that just worked for you for years. I would love to hear it. Any comment, any question you have, you call us 866-348-7884. And as always, you'll find out all about this stuff at christiancarguy.com. So here are my six simple enough tips to beat the heat, but I, I have noticed that few people use them or maybe they're not aware of them. And some you may be aware of, you just never tried. But the first one is about the simplest, but makes a huge difference, like 20 degrees difference when you get in your car. And that is park in the shade if you can find it, even if you have to walk, you know, maybe an extra 400 yards or something. That shade will make all the difference in your comfort. But it also makes a difference in the life of your car in that a lot of folks don't realize heat, it dries out all the rubber that's in all the insulation of your wires, for one thing. And so that, you know, when you start having trouble with your wiring harness, then all of a sudden you realize why it may have been a good idea to park in the shade all these years. But, but also it messes with the dash. It messes with the interior. It messes with the paint. We, of course, had lots of discussions about that. So simple enough, park in the shade. The second thing is if there is no sign of rain, then there's no reason not to crack your windows a little bit. And, and you know, little science here is that heat rises. And so if the windows are cracked just a little bit, that hot air, it's got to go somewhere and it's going to go out those that where you've cracked the window. Of course, you don't want to do that when you're expecting an afternoon thunderstorm or something like that. But a little crack in the window certainly can help dissipate the heat, which, again, means that a lot of stuff in your car is going to last longer because your car didn't get so hot inside. Which, speaking of your car getting hot inside, um, our producer here, Alex, just informed me of something I was not aware of. And that they have come out with a new car seat. And in fact, Walmart is carrying it. That uh, it's called the Evenflow. And it has a sensor on that where the, where the buckle goes for the chest of the baby to let the, the uh, driver know that the, either the baby is getting too hot or that they've turned off the ignition and with, the, with the baby still in the car seat. And you know how many infinite deaths there are every year. So this is a huge thing. It's really great technology to see that you know, Walmart and everybody's getting together with this to, to, to reduce the, uh, the, the fatalities of, you know, a baby being left locked in a car. And I was selling a car to a couple one time and they had forgotten their baby. And fortunately that baby lived, but it was passed out by the time we got to it. And I've never forgotten it. And so here's a wonderful thing that just beeps and sounds off like crazy. If you leave the ignition, the keys in the air, when you turn the ignition off and you have not gotten the child out of the car seat, kind of a great, reminder there but the next tip is besides rolling down the windows a little bit if you will roll down the windows all the way when you get in the car and the first quarter mile that you drive you know just blow all the hot air out and i'll get to why that is in a minute but if you the whole system in a car works so much better if it's starting off with cooler air so if you have your car on maximum or on recirculate and the air is 400 degrees when uh, excuse me that's an exaggeration but 120 degrees when you sit in it then you're recirculating air that's unbelievably hot so if you'll take your car off recirculate or off the maximum setting and put it on the regular setting roll the windows all the way down for the first quarter mile and get the hot air out of it then it will be so much quicker in order to cool down you know after that hot air is out then you put it on maximum recirculate roll your windows back up and you can be cooling it down the road in absolutely no time. We have Matthews in Salt Lake City. He's got a roundabout tip. <laughs> so, Matthew, you're hey, on. Hey, how's it going? Good morning. How are you? Pretty good. How about yourself? 
I am having a great time. What what have you got for us? Well, I, yeah, I just wanted to comment. You know, Utah's really been creating a lot of roundabouts lately, and I live in uh, St. George, Utah, which is the very southwest corner of the state. It's growing quite a bit, and they've been putting in, installing a lot of roundabouts where before there were just the four-way stops and intersections. And I have to say, I actually really uh, like them. I find them to be much quicker than the intersections. Um, and, uh, you know, the one thing that, that did kind of bug me, though, is if, the city landscapes a lot around it and you have high bushes and so forth. It can, um, it, it can inhibit your view of, of pedestrians who are walking through. So that, I guess that was just my tip just to kind of, as you approach roundabouts, if there is a lot of landscaping and high foliage to kind of approach that a little bit more cautiously, but yeah, cause I, the pedestrian thing has me a little bit confused as I think yeah. about, and something I guess we as pedestrians are, are going to get to know about. But the other advantage is, as you were mentioning it, I thought about, of roundabouts because you don't come to a complete stop as often is you do right. get better gas mileage because absolutely coming to a complete stop messes with your gas mileage. And so, you know, a lot of times you can, you can come down to a slow speed, go through there without ever having to stop. And so better gas mileage, less emissions. It seems like a lot of good stuff happening yep, there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, uh, just, just one other, uh, I guess my tip for the, for the heat. Um, yeah, you, well, you have heat out there that we don't experience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And the high mountain desert, it can get pretty toasty. Um, if you, if you can go to, you know, like a, a automotive shop or whatever, and you buy the, the dash protectors that have the, um, you know, it's kind of like the packaged bubbles, like the foam with the reflective material over top of it. Right. Um, what I find is that that, prevents, you know, the heat from, from soaking into your dash and then radiating back to you as you're driving. So, yeah. So and the way inexpensive way to, and I don't, it, it's really hard to quantify how much destruction <laughs> happens with that sun baking down on your dashboard because so much Absolutely. of the wiring and, and of course it cracks and people sees that and that, that doesn't look as good, but you know, all these switches that are inside the dash and all those things, you know, at 160 degrees, they just weren't meant to take that. So like you said, that's sort of like mylar that I guess is reflecting that heat off um, the dash is huge. Yep, absolutely. Great tip, Matthew. Thanks for calling in. I, I, I didn't know about the, the foliage, so that's good stuff. Well, like Matthew, you can call in with yours, 866-348-7884. We have a ton talk about heat tips. We still have our appraisal by the Real Black Book in this Jesus Labor Love event. It's all coming to you on the Christian Car Guy Show. Stay tuned. are coming to your neighborhood. <laughs> they are spreading out all over. So what do we do about that? Is that good or bad? Or what are your thoughts? We're talking about those today, how to beat the heat, the Jesus labor love event that's coming up. And then I've got a really cool, really cool, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit sometimes just gives us, it's like opening up a, a rock that has a beautiful formation inside and, and Jeremiah 31, 22, talking about a woman will encircle a man and what that means from a Jewish wedding tradition. That's coming up in our appraisal by the Real Black Book at the end of the show. And 
I can hardly wait to share that with you. It just blessed me so much when God showed it to me. So uh, we're discussing these uh, tips on how to beat the heat. Of course, we're, we're talking about the roundabouts. But the other thing I did want to get into today is the Jesus labor love. And for those of you that are familiar with it, uh, just <laughs> sit tight. But I, I want to explain the program somewhat for those who may not be. Okay, so in fact, tell the story behind it, maybe. And, and a number of years ago, maybe six or seven years ago, I went to the National Religious Broadcasters Convention. I was driving back across the country, and I was praying the whole time, God, I, I think you want more from this ministry. Of, of You've given me this national platform to be able to talk about cars across the country. What else could you want? And as I was listening to Christian radio and praying, these folks came on the, the first Saturday of every month, went out and helped single moms and widows with either their houses or their cars or any number of things. And as I listened to that, I thought, ah, this could be it, Lord. Is this what you're talking about? Do you really think we could put together a network of people in the areas that, that carry the Christian Car Guy show that would do this kind of thing? And having read the, through the Bible many times, anybody who has can't help but notice God's heart for the orphan and the widow. Uh, you know, kids that don't have a dad is a single mom. That's what it is. God mentions the orphan, the widow. I should have it numbered here, right? But if if you've listened uh, or read the Bible through many times, you'll know how many times God talks about the widow and orphan. So I knew this was on his heart as I began to ask him, well, Lord, could I, what if I could get these people that would offer to do the labor if the people could provide the parts, if the, if the people in crisis could afford the parts, could I get people to donate the labor? And so I knew that if I asked my local friends if they would do it, that they probably would. But I wanted to see if God was behind it. So I threw out a little bit of a fleece and I called a station in, in Greenville, South Carolina, where, you know, where I don't know anybody. And I said, do you guys know of a car clinic that has a Christian that runs it that I could talk to? And they gave me uh, the name of the one there that will be listed at, at my Christian car care clinics across the country that I have now at my website. But they gave me the name of that one, and I called the young man that was there who was the owner, and I said, I got this idea that God's given me that we could provide labor for single moms and widows. At first, it was just on the first Saturday of the month. Today, it's all across, you know, whenever somebody has a crisis. But at first, it was just with, that would do that on the first Saturday of the month if they had that. And I'll never forget, the man said to me, well, Robbie, you can't outgive God. And it was not <clears throat> obvious to me that he was saying Okay, this this is on. And so, you know, here we are a number of years later, and we've learned a lot of things about the program. We now have a forum, and we have all sorts of things as, as we've sprung out car care centers across the country that have, that have participated. And, of course, all kinds of volunteers who pray for our participants and, and all kinds of things that have happened. But one of the things that really shocked me, and, 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 and well, two things that have shocked me, I guess, to some extent, I guess they shouldn't have, but the first one was that so few of our participants, less than 50% of our participants list a church affiliation. In other words, they're applying for help and yet they don't have a community around them to, to you know, help build them up in the Lord. And, and that kind of breaks my heart to think, wow, I'm glad that they're reaching out to us and I'm glad we can minister to them, but how cool would it be if not only could we fix their car, but somehow or another, we could engage them in a local church. And so this was, this was one of the things that I learned as, as I've, we've been experiencing this program. And, and another thing that I experienced it was that how many of these 
crisis has happened because of a lack of maintenance. Somebody either didn't maintain their car properly or they didn't know that when that red light comes on, you don't try to make it to the next exit. <laughs> you know, that'll be the end of your head gasket or that'll be the end of uh, brake rotors or or some other thing that, that, you know, I talk about all the time because we would see these people that either didn't maintain their car properly or they didn't know what to do in a crisis. And so they, they destroyed, you know, any chance of being able to get them out, out of the crisis that they're in. And so then we came up with this idea for a car care clinic where we actually reach out to churches now. And one of the things that we do with the Jesus Labor Love is when someone comes in that we see they don't have a church affiliation, we actually try to reach out to a church in that area to see if we can make a connection. Because in my view, the body of Christ is nothing like a Sunday school class to come around you and love on you when you're in a crisis. And the poor folks that are coming in with these requests, you see, they don't have a small group. They don't have those people around to help pray for them and help point them and so wouldn't it be cool if at whatever point, at whatever level, the Jesus Labor Love could help connect that. And so by putting on these car care clinics, you see, and this one, first one, what we're doing is Emmanuel Baptist Church in Louisville, or actually it's in Clemens, in right outside of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. You see, by having, I sent out a mail email to all the participants that we've ever had and say, look, if you're in this area, please come by and we're going to, one of our Jesus Labor Love guys, either uh, uh Matt Haley from Haley's Euro Imports or, or Bill Kratz from Carolina Mobile Auto Service or Jerry from Ray's Body Shop. They're going to personally get with these folks who come in and show them how to check the oil, what, how to maintain their car. What does it mean when this light comes on? And he's going to do it with your car personally. And so this is going to be going on tomorrow at Emmanuel Baptist Church again in, in Louisville. We want to do this all over the country, though. If you want your church involved in it or something, go to ChristianCarGuy.com email me why we'd love to put this on and i would help love to help you do that because by reaching out to single moms widows families in crisis and 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 using this as a point of contact you know they have an issue with their automotive maybe this is way god's way of knocking on their door saying i want you to come into the family i don't i i don't know but it's it's cool to see it kind of come together because as soon as i put this idea on with with the Emmanuel Baptist Church. They jumped all over it. Then several sponsors got on top of it. The next thing you know, we're doing a live broadcast tomorrow at Emmanuel Baptist Church, Louisville Clemens Road for two hours from two to four. We got the car care clinic going on, all that stuff going out there. And so I would urge you, go to ChristianCarGuy.com. See how you could pray for this um, ministry, how you might engage, how we could reach people because isn't it sad that these folks are facing these crises alone without a Sunday school class, without the body of Christ to come around side, alongside of them? And, and I just think that this is a huge opportunity for us. Now, moving back to our heat, you know, our tips to beat the heat here, which, by the way, I'm still wide open for your tip. 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. But one of the big things that a lot of folks struggle with is understanding the buttons on their air conditioner. And there's a button that says recirculate, or it may say maximum. And then there's a button that say may, may say normal, or just you click in the little snowflake to make sure that the compressor comes on. Well, again, hot air rises and cold air, you know, it falls. And so it's always best to bring your air conditioning out of the most upper vents that you can because the hot air will 
will rise, the cold air will fall. So if you bring the cold air up on top, you know, the hot air will go out. And so that's why air conditioning vents are always near the top and heat vents are always at the bottom. Well, if you make sure that all your vents are up and when you first start out, like I said, you put it on the normal because you don't want to recirculate the burning hot air that's already inside the car. But if the temperature outside is over 80 degrees, that then you need the recirculation button because it's a whole lot easier for the air conditioner to recool 78 or 80 degree air than it is to, to, to try to cool you know, the 90 degree air that's outside. But if the air inside your car is 110 degrees, obviously you need some of that 90 degree air. So you're going for the best you can get. But if the outside temperature is 100 degrees, by all means, you want to hit the recirculation or the maximum button because then you're recirculating the air inside the car that's 78 or, you know, 77 degrees, whatever, to get it down to the 72 or wherever it is that you're, that you would feel comfortable. So that's how the maximum button and, and that's how the recirculation button works depending on your car some use maximum some use recirculate that's the same thing they're taking the air and they recirculating it and they also have a higher fan speed at that but then the other problem that's associated with that is that if you leave your car constantly on maximum or if you leave your car constantly on recirculate you never take advantages of god's debacteriae <laughs> there's something about outside air that clears all the bacteria out of your system so by leaving it on normal, and when it's cold in the morning or cooler in the evening, you see the outside air will itself dis disinfect the bacteria that got in the system while you were using Recirculate. Of course, a little Lysol, if it gets out of hand, is another way to get rid of that. But again, understanding circulation, understanding cold air is going to fall. All helps. We got all oh, this phrase about the Real Black Book coming up. When I cannot stand, I'll fall on you. Jesus, you're my hope and stay. by the real black book that's where we search the bible for a hidden treasure cry out for sermon lift up our voice for understanding and as we were talking about these new roundabouts springing up all over and people going round and round god showed me something here in the last few weeks it just has blown my mind and the more i think about it the more it's almost like the whole bible comes together in this one verse like everything in my life is at this point of in and i i just can't believe that it was right there at jeremiah 31 22 and it says how long will you waver, O faithless daughter? For the Lord has created a new thing on the earth. A woman encircles a man. Now, I read that. It jumped out at me for one reason. I had attended the Jewish wedding this summer. And when I went to that wedding, there was a strange tradition I'd never seen before. The bride started circling around, you know, right after the, the father of the bride let go of, the, of her, she starts walking circles around the groom. And I was like, what's up with that? I didn't know, and I didn't even think about it. I didn't, you know, ask later or whatever. But when I read that verse, I went, I know what that is. I know it. Jeremiah had seen this in a wedding, and this is what he was talking about. And so I did what any <laughs> person these days does. I Googled it. Why did the Jewish brides walk seven times around their groom? And here's what I found. This is so cool. 
The bride encircles her groom seven times, recalling Joshua's army encircling the walls of Jericho seven times, and thus bringing down the walls of the groom's heart. And again, I have a link for that article if you want to read it at christiancarguy.com. Uh, you'll see the picture that I have of a of Jewish wedding. Well, see, what an amazing offer the Lord is giving us to bring down the walls of our groom's heart, of bringing Jesus' walls down. What does that look like? And so I started to pray, God, how can I encircle you with love like that? And I thought of David, who certainly was wanting to build a temple, but he built worshipers instead. <laughs> I write in the Psalms and all that he does. And I thought about Mary, you know, when she broke the spike nard on Jesus's feet. And, you know, this, this whole idea of a wedding that we get to take part in certainly happens in, in Revelation. And we know that's going to be the end, but we could be working on our hope chest in the meantime. I'm just saying. <laughs> Shalom, if you think about it, is a completeness, and it's, it has to do with seven. And I don't know why, but Lord, it just keeps bringing me back to the seven, to the seven. And in Isaiah 11, 11, 1 through 4, it, it describes the seven spirits of the Lord. And I don't know if you noticed that the seventh spirit is a delight in the fear of the Lord. And it's almost a completeness because when God finished his work on the sixth day, what did he say, Right. Then he's going to rest. It's because it, it was complete. What did Jesus say? What was the seventh word from the cross? It is finished, right? It, it's, it's done. And now we get to enter into this rest. And that seventh trip around our bride, you see, we get to enter into the rest, which has to do with the delight in the fear of the Lord. So I thought, well, let me go do some search in the scriptures. And so I went to the Song of Solomon because I've always thought of it as a picture of how we're to love on Jesus. And there I came across in Song of Solomon, chapter 8, the discussion of this vineyard that she wanted to give Solomon. And interestingly, Jesus mentions a similar vineyard in Matthew 21. And as I started thinking about these vineyards and how we're to give the fruit, because you remember how the bride was looking for her, her lover in the Song of Solomon, looked everywhere. Where did he end up being? He was in the vineyard. He was walking around, looking at the new growth, looking at the fruit, looking at the buds. He was all excited about seeing that stuff, and that's what Jesus is excited about, seeing the young disciples coming to know him, seeing them fall in love. You see, this is how, kind of a picture of how we can go after our groom's heart. Well, the more I started thinking about this vineyard, all of a sudden it came back to me that there were instructions on how we're to go after our Lord's heart, and they were pretty clear. <laughs> and I know you're going to be thinking, now, Robbie, I'm going to have to pull your man card for describing this. Here I go. Had you ever considered that the Proverbs 31 woman is a picture of how we are to go after our Lord's heart? Now, let me read a little excerpt from you from Proverbs 31 and think, think with me now. I know it's hard for us guys out there to think, well, wait a minute now. I always thought this is me looking for a wife. Well, the Lord's looking for one. We're all going to be his bride. And what's that going to look like? And it says, an excellent wife, who can find? She's far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband. Trust. Oh, oh! by the way, did I mention that Proverbs 31 at this part where they're talking about the woman who fears the Lord. And remember what the seventh spirit is? <laughs> the delight in the fear of the Lord. So I'm just saying there's little hints here that, that pass along the way. The heart of her husband trusts in her and he will lack no grain. 
She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and works with her willing hands. She's like the ships of the merchant. She brings in her food from afar. She rises while it's yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. She considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she plants what? A vineyard. You see? You see? It's all about the vineyard. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. Uh, that makes me feel a little bit better. <laughs> she perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hands to the staff and her hands hold the spindle. She opens her hands to the poor and reaches out to the needy. Is that what not the church does? Is this not a cool picture? This look. At the wisdom that's in Proverbs 31 is like, here's an opportunity for the church to go after Jesus' heart, to encircle him seven times, to be the bride that he is hungering for. So I think, how cool is this, man? I mean, we got instructions, but when we couple that instruction with prayer, Lord, how can I go after your heart? Then time and again, where I find myself doing that is in reaching out to people that I already know need his love. So getting back to my Jesus Labor Love Clinic that's going on in Louisville Clemens, on Louisville Clemens Road at Emmanuel Baptist Church, you see those people, his disciples, those people that he loves, the young buds, they need the body of Christ to come around them. They need a Sunday school class to lift them up. They need people to put them back into the word if they're not there, people that <clears throat> hold them up and encompass them, you see, with love. And in doing that, you see you're loving on the one who gave us all the love. And I, I mean, it's such a picture here that I think of this encircling. Now, I know it's, it, you're thinking, Robbie, what does this have to do with roundabouts? What does this have to do with cars? <laughs> well, this is the Christian Car Guy show, right? And so if roundabouts are saving lives, you know, because they're safer, then that's a good thing. If the Jesus labor love is saving souls, helping them see that Jesus is interested in their needs, that they are a single mom, they're trying to get their child to the doctor and all the things that we deal with with the Jesus Labor Love every week. I see that, you see? All these are opportunities for us to work in his vineyard, to get up early in the morning and, and see where, where we can find the Lord and get in there and work. And that is what we're called to do. And you know, it's an interesting thing. The joy of the Lord, when you get into his presence and you see what happens, then all of a sudden, I mean, this joy that's beyond a, a, a measure, way more than being at a wedding, <laughs> will all encompass us. So, thank you all for listening to Jesus, uh, for the Christian Car Guy show today. As mentioned, all this stuff's at ChristianCarGuy.com. I wrote an article on these tips to beat the heat. I, I wrote an article on all the roundabout stuff that shows you where the links are if you want to know how to navigate those better, even if you're a big truck and how to navigate them. And, of course, all that I mentioned about the Jeremiah 31, 22, as well as a picture that I developed to illustrate it, are all there at ChristianCarGuy.com. Please visit that. And remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went, and he got it all done in 33 years. And how about this week? Join me. Let's pray. God, can you show me how to encircle you seven times with love to come after your heart? Thanks for listening.